Welcome to St. John's Lutheran Church. I am Pastor Russell Weiss. As you listen to this sermon, may the word of Jesus create faith and hope in your life. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to that living hope of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus from the dead. Amen. Again, the basis of hearing our, our Lord's good news, these two brief uh, but very well-packed verses from the book of Revelation, chapter 14. I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God, give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and springs of water. There once was a fire station, fire station. Now in this fire station, the firefighters gathered and studied what causes fires and how to put them out. And they loved getting together once a week to keep fresh with this firefighting discussion. The whole time, they kept wondering, what was this crazy, annoying alarm and flashing lights that kept ringing on a regular basis? They didn't know, but all they knew was this. That alarm was interfering with their being together and studying how to put fires out. So they finally just silenced the alarm. Now they could study their firefighting in peace. But little did these firefighters realize that many homes were constantly being destroyed by the nearby wild forest fire. They really thought their purpose was to stay in, to stay put, and to study and discuss fires. I think we all are very much aware of that firefighters go through in a tremendous amount of intense training, all with one truth in mind, so that they would learn to go to the fires and not stay in the firehouse. In fact, the training becomes so intense, I am told, that their response to this alarm system in the firehouse almost becomes something of their DNA when they hear an alarm system almost anywhere. Their initial reaction is to go because there must be a fire somewhere. The firefighters know that they are not a self-study group. Their firehouse was not a place for victims to gather and simply talk about fires. No, the firehouse served one primary purpose, and it's in its DNA. And that was to be the launching pad for fire trucks to go to where the fires are, not to stay put, not to stay in. So what are we? Firefighters or firehouse sitters? 
Is it in our DNA? DNA being the deoxyribonucleic acid. In other words, what is DNA? Here's the dictionary definition. It is the fundamental and distinctive qualities of a person that are unchangeable. In other words, DNA is what makes you, you. The DNA of a fire station is not staying in, but it is going to. What's the DNA of the church? Is it staying in? Is it all about worship? Or is the DNA going to? We need to clarify that. Well, let's ask what is the, D- the DNA of God? God so loved the world that he didn't stay up. He didn't stay put. But God went to and came to this world so much because he loves this world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish in the fire but have everlasting life. So Jesus' DNA is what? His DNA is all about coming to us, going to the sinners. And in fact, if one carefully studies the book of Revelation, you come face to face with a book that is all about the mission of the church. Now certainly it is filled with all of that humongous symbolism that talks about all of the fighting that goes on against the church in order to squash the witnessing, the mission of the church, and yet revelation comes out very clearly in the celebration that indeed the mission of the church is to go out. Let me give, excuse me, some examples. In Revelation 1 verse 4, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. From the seven spirits, not the one who stays put, but who is to come. Revelation 1, verses 10 and 12. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, write in a book what you see and send it out to the seven churches. Now you can say, but pastor, it's saying to send it to the churches. Uh, But listen carefully. Churches aren't mentioned. Only the cities are where the churches are. Send this to Ephesus, not to the Lutheran church, but to the city, Ephesus, to Smyrna, to the city of Pergamum, to the city of Thyatira, to the city of Sardis, to the city of Philadelphia, and to the city of Laodicea. Oh, and to the Cancer Care Center, and to Decatur Memorial Hospital, and to Fairhaven Nursing Home, and to Heartland Nursing Home. It's almost like the name of the church was the city. Get that. Send it to the churches, and then when it says the churches, it says the city, to Ephesus. So I don't know, St. Decatur Lutheran Church? Is that really the point? The seven letters to the seven churches instill what? Repentance and faith, and thereby, and thereby prepare the people of God for what? For the mission of witnessing to Christ. And all of these letters to the church point to the seven deadly sins, there's seven of these churches, to the seven sins that squash the mission. 
and that is really highlighted in the last two churches where in the sixth church it is mentioned clearly that they have neglected to speak the name of Christ and in the last church you're very familiar with they have become lukewarm apathy no passion or urgency about the church's mission Elsewhere in the book of Revelation, chapter 10, verses 1 and 2, it talks about Jesus, referring to him as the strong angel, coming down, not staying put, with the rainbow on his head, the rainbow describing his beauty. His face is like the sun, feet like pillars of fire with God's word. And then it says, and Jesus placed his right foot on the sea and his left on the land. You know what that means? That God's will is for the word to cover the whole earth, every land, every sea. That's a mission call. When it says Jesus placed his right foot on the sea, his left on the land, he wants his DNA of the mission of the church to cover everything. The DNA being not staying put, but going to. And then in verse 11 of the same chapter. And they said to me, it is absolutely necessary to prophesy again to the many peoples, to the nations, to the tongues, to the kings. Again, mission. Which leads us to our present word here in Revelation 14, which again highlights what? The DNA of the church, which is not staying put but it's about going to. It says here in verse 6, And I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel, to preach to those, not staying in, but to those who live on the earth, not staying in, and to every nation, to the tribes, to the tongues, to the people. Our DCE, dear Melinda, gave me a book here recently called uh, Hinges. I want you to listen to what these authors say about the church. Our natural inclination, now that's our sinful DNA, our natural inclination is to stay inside the church where it's safe and warm and comfortable. But that is not the illustration that the Good Shepherd in John 10 paints for us. They, the saved Christians, are going to go in and out and find pasture. They don't stay inside the sheep pen. Get that. Or what about the book that we're presently studying on Wednesday night, Joining Jesus in His Mission? Listen to what this author says. We are the how of Jesus' redemptive mission getting released out into the material world of human beings, Jesus brings himself to people through us. We are the way the kingdom on mission breaks into the flesh and blood of human beings and has its effects. In other words, it's the kingdom's work and it comes to human beings through us. The issue is never Well, we go out there, but what if they don't come to us? What if they don't come to us? Jesus isn't going to ask us, 
hey, by the way, did the people come to you? Really? Is that what he's going to ask? No. According to Scripture, he's going to ask, did you go to the people? Did you do what I commanded you to do when I said, go make disciples? I didn't say stay put. So what is our idea of being the church? Is it putting out a welcome mat out in the front here? Sitting and worshiping inside our building? Excuse me. Or do we see the DNA of the church as being a firehouse? Going out to where the fires are, and there are fires. Make no mistake. Listen to what Luther says. In all the Christian's works, he ought to entertain this view and look only to this truth, that the Christian may serve and be useful to others in all that he does, having nothing before his eyes, get this, but the necessities and the advantage of his neighbor. Who's our neighbor? Oh, my. Cancer Care Center, Decatur Memorial Hospital. And we could go to McKinley Court or to Symphony, the other nursing home. And make no mistake, again, sorry, we indeed are being sent. I don't know if you know, but I keep forgetting if it's six, eight, whatever times a month, we go to different nursing homes. You are sending a group of us to these nursing homes. And let me tell you, is the gospel doing its work in an ever so powerful way? Because it's not just the residents who are hearing when I preach the word. There are workers. I see people in the kitchen singing Amazing Grace with us. And they're way far away in the other side of the room. But they're singing with us. The workers. Oh, yes. We are being sent. Now, some could still say, yeah, but we still have to meet together. We still have to meet together. And I would say, absolutely. We do stay in here as we are right now. And we stay in here every Christmas Eve and every Easter. But when God gives us a choice between staying in or going to, what is God's priority? Our DNA is not to stay in. No, that's really more the after effect. Didn't Jesus say, go make disciples? The gospel that needs to go out from here, according to Revelation 14.6, is not just the good news that Jesus comes to us sinners to save us. I don't know if you caught how this gospel was described, but it says here, to fear God, give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Now notice how it doesn't say will come. It says the hour of judgment has come. And that's where we read here in John 3, he who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world. But get this, men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds are evil. Is there a need for us 
to really be caught up into this DNA of going out. Boy, just picking up Newsweek uh, from yesterday on the front cover shows a teenage girl and it says anxiety, depression, and the American adolescent. Anxiety, depression, and the American adolescent. The pain of my superficial wounds, this is an adolescent talking, was a momentary escape from the anxiety that I was constantly feeling about grades, about my future, about relationships, about everything. Many days I would be feeling sick before school. Sometimes I would throw up and other times I would just stay home. It was like asking me to climb Mount Everest in high heels. This is heart-wrenching. Now this is just our adolescence. And what's going on with adolescence as far as the fires of pain and hurt is also going on in any adult as well. So are, go are we going to remain callous to the alarms that are sounding? Or are we going to try to silence them? And what's the alarm that's sounding? It's God's word. God's word that clearly says we are to go to, that we cannot stay in. And you know, even when we stay in here, don't just stay to yourself. But how about, and I see some of you have already done this, what about a new pew? We've talked about that before, right? A new pew. It's a little bit scary, but that's all part of the going to, as opposed to staying put. Not to stay within our own little inner circles here, but what about walking up to somebody that I've never met before and introducing myself? Let me tell you, there's a lot of going to that needs to happen while we're staying in. A lot that needs to happen. So goes the grace of God, and it happens everywhere and in our everyday life. Even as I took my truck uh, to the shop to get it worked on this past week. A young man uh, from our church that hadn't seen in a while comes up to me, and of course, you know, recognized me and Pastor Weiss, and I asked him how he's doing, and then, oh, I got a good 10 minutes, 15 minutes of some serious issues going on in this young man's life. I figure that's all part of our going to. And then for me to be able to say, well, I pray for God to give you the needed healing and the needed direction in your life. Well, standing right there in the garage, that's the business of going to. Going to. The alarm is sounding. It's all around us. Do we have the ears to hear? It's even sounding among some of our own family members. It's sounding all around us in our everyday lives. And when the alarm of life is sounding, how can we not respond except with, here I am. Send me, send me. Amen. Again, may the word of Jesus continue to work in your heart the needed hope and faith for each day. 
Again, you are invited to worship with us at St. John's Lutheran Church. Our first worship is at 8.30 traditional, and then our contemporary worship is at 11 o'clock with Sunday school beginning at 9.45. We'd love to see you in Jesus' love.